The views expressed on the Big Shiny podcast do not express the views of Big Shiny Robot as a whole, its subsidiaries, or its sponsors. And the Big Shiny podcast contains coarse language like penis butt. (laughs) Listener discretion is advised. Hey man, I'm Kevin Smith. Jason Muse. Welcome to Big Shiny Robot. Hey, this is Nick, and welcome back to Big Shiny Robot. Uh, we're trying this again. We're doing a new segment before our episodes. Let us know if you like these. I'm here again with Tom. Hey, what's going on, internet people? So Tom and I are just going to run down the quick news stories from the last week. Uh, Tom, why don't you start off? Sure. So if you don't know, it is the 20th anniversary for Pokemon this year. Uh, it is also the 30th anniversary for Legend of Zelda as well, if I remember. Um, but in honor of that, there is a new, a new website, www.pokemon20.com, where you can go and check out all the shenanigans there's coffee mugs special products all kinds of things one of the big deals is however that uh february 27th on the nintendo 3ds eShop, they are re-releasing pokemon red blue and yellow and you're gonna spend all your money on everything i am the good the good news is it's only ten dollars for the game so really for 30 bucks i'll get all three which is cool um yeah, they'll remain true to the originals. They're not going to have really any updated graphics or visuals. Um, it'll have the four-bit background and music. Like, we're talking, they're just porting it. They're not doing any uplifts, any changes. So, it's cool. pretty cool. I like that. I do, too. Like, And they're also releasing a special new Nintendo 3DS bundle, um, which comes out February 27th as well. It's going to be 220 bucks, um, And it'll have uh, blue, red, or yellow pre-installed. Looks like blue or red pre-installed based on which one you buy, and then you have to buy yellow separate. But there's all kinds of stuff, so go check the website out. They're giving away a mythical Pokemon every month um, via their download service. Um, there's going to be some card game stuff happening, TV stuff. They're just they're going ham. So nice, Very yeah. Cool. So Pokemon 20th anniversary, huzzah! Um, yeah, yay. Other gaming news: um, GoodOldGames.com has announced, and of course now my web browser is blank. Um, a new service um, to kind of start competing with Steam. It's similar to Steam Greenlight. Um, it is called um, Games in Development. So you will pay money for the game while it's in development, just like Steam Greenlight, not Greenlight, just like uh, Early Access on Steam. You'll give me your money, and you have 14 days to get a refund if you don't like it. Um, and unlike Steam, the games are still DRM-free, which is pretty rad. So that's one thing about good old games that's different than any other PC distribution platform, right? The games are DRM-free. So... I own The Witcher. Nick, if you wanted to play The Witcher, I could give you my login. You could log into the site, pull the game down. They wouldn't have qualms with that. Um, oh, so it's cool. much more open. Really- yeah. So yeah, so their first, um, the first games on the service uh, will be available at a discount until February 2nd, which will probably be the day you're listening to this. So today, um, Starbound, Ashes of the Singularity, Project Zomboid, TerraTech, and The Curious Expedition. And they're 33 25 40 30 and 15% off. Very cool. Yep. Um, let's see. Are we talking Netflix now? Let's do it. All right. So there is a, a rumor that Luke Cage Netflix series is going to come in November. Right. Now, what this is based off of is a tweet that said, uh, alias investigations. Um, how can I help you from the Jessica Jones account? And there's an image of, uh, a camera, some alcohol, of course, cause it's Jessica right. Jones and some 
folders, some uh, like manila folders. One of them says Luke Cage dash November, which I hope so, because I don't know. Some people were maybe overhyped by Jessica Jones, but I really, really dug it. I love you know, it so far. I'm not done with it yet. And I, I think Luke Cage would just be a great addition. He was a great character in the show. Um, well, they've cast they've cast Iron Fist too. Uh, the character that plays Luke Cage was talking about it. They're like, oh, they've got him, and they're just keeping him in a room until it's time to say. That's anything. awesome. So cool. Yeah. So, um, let's see other TV movie news is uh, oh, I'm gonna butcher her name and Numi. Rapace. Um, I'm sure that's wrong. Somebody tell me how wrong I am. She is not going to be an alien covenant. Her character will not appear. So we don't really know where the follow-up to Prometheus is going. Which I I didn't love Prometheus. So I'm actually kind of excited about that. Like I hope the follow-up to Prometheus does better. Um, and it's been a while. I need to go back and rewatch it because I'm not 100% sure as to why I didn't love it. Um, but I can tell you that it was not my favorite installment in the Alien series. So... A lot of people didn't love it, yeah. so you're not alone. I liked it, but I'm not like an alien diehard. Yeah, and I think that was my big thing is that I wanted it to be more alien and less like weird Odyssey discovery. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's cool. I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I've had this argument for years. My uh, tattoo artist used to love to have this argument. Yeah, so. fair enough. Um, we also got some news from the Harry Potter's wizarding yeah. world that there are new wizarding schools that have been announced um oh man i'm not gonna be able to pronounce any of these either so we have more information about the one that's gonna appear in the new uh, fantastic beasts and where to find them movie which is somewhere on the east coast of north america like it looks like it could be in like around toronto or buffalo okay, okay. but it's a huge map so you can't really tell um it is called ilvermorny i believe um and that's the american school there's a new Japanese school that's um, Mohutokoro, and that's basically it's. Uh, let's please, see, sounds like it's off the coast. Please say Ninja Wizards. Ninja Wizards. Let's see. Smallest student body of the eleven great wizarding schools, and takes students from the age of seven, and they are flown back and forth to their homes every day on the backs of a flock of giant storm petrels. They have the coolest school. Um, yeah, they just sounds cool. They also get robes that grow with the students and change colors um, depending on how much they learn. And if they use dark magic, it goes white. Cool. It sounds pretty awesome. Uh, there's a Brazilian school, uh, Castelo Bruxo. Bruxo. Got to do it with the uh, Portuguese. Um, deep within the rainforest. They, uh, it's protected by small furry spirit beings who are extraordinarily mischievous and tricky who emerge, <clears throat> I cannot speak, who emerge under cover of night to watch our students and the creatures who live in the forest. They wear bright green robes and are especially advanced in both herbology and magizoology. And then uh, there's also an African school, Wagadu, which is spelled U-A-G-A-D-O-U. Uh, it's at least a thousand years old and is the largest of all wizarding schools. Students from all over Africa go there, and they only refer to the location as the Mountains of the Moon. It's all super interesting to me, just because I like to see her open up this world. Well, and it gives you the opportunity, right, where other books could go in, focusing on different students or how the events of Harry Potter impacted other wizarding schools that may not have been right, right in the exactly. frame. Well, right? They've got the uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child play 
that people want to option into a book. So there's already stuff going on. Um, I missed a couple of uh, gaming news. I'm going to jump back into it real it quick simply. if that's cool. So, yeah, I know, right? So two things that hit. Um, so PlayStation announced that they are rolling a new product, Sony Interactive Entertainment LLC. So basically they're going to take anything that involves PlayStation and that is all going to go under Sony Interactive Entertainment now. Um, so that this division will focus more on PlayStation 4, PlayStation VR, and then all their game studios will be wrapped under their, um, their network service, like PlayStation View, which is streaming TV for your PlayStation, which is only available in limited markets right now. Um, so just kind of a cool new reorganization shows the new focus they're putting on this. Um, because obviously it's a very the PS4 has been a very successful right. console for them, um, and they're they're going. Hey, something on I this, heard so. just today kind is cool. that um, the head of a EA may have accidentally tipped the secret numbers of uh, Xbox units sold. He said there'd been fifty five oh, million yeah. PS4s and Xboxes sold, and we know that uh, PS4s have sold like thirty nine. So that means the remaining fifteen million is. The remaining, like, Xboxes, so PS4s are doing way better. Yeah, I mean they've got a one X, you know, a double lead, and you know it, this debate can go on for years. The Xbox One is a great system. Um, I just think PlayStation had a better price point out the gate and a better marketing strategy to go with it. And <clears throat> so far, in my opinion, aside from a few games, there has been nothing that I can't get on my yeah. PS4. You know, Rise of the Tomb Raider, a couple other small well, things. You have but, it all, so what do you care? Yeah, well, kind of suck up. Nerd. Um, the final bit of news I missed is Mighty Number no. Nine got delayed again. Um, if you're familiar with Mighty Number no. Nine, it's Kaiji Inafune. I believe I'm saying that right, and I couldn't even use the wrong name. Um, he is the father of Mega Man. Uh, left Capcom to create his own studio, and this studio did a Kickstarter, which raised millions of dollars to make Mighty Number no. Nine, which is essentially it's not Mega Man, but it's Mega this Man. Is so funny to me. Um, the game, the game is like six six or eight months late already um, from the promised delivery date from the Kickstarter. Um, this current delay was because they are having network issues uh, which they cannot... that are way worse than they anticipated, basically, in the letter to fans. They have not said how long it's delayed, only that it is delayed. Um, the game was supposed to come out like the second week of February, I want to say the 9th, um, and now it is not. So, so there you go. There you go. If you kickstarted it, I'm sorry you're waiting still. And if you were just going to be a dick and go buy it like me, you're still waiting. Well, I believe that's all we have for this uh, this week. Uh, stay tuned for the rest of the show. Tom? Yeah, hit us up on the Twitters, at Thomas Winkley, at Proletariatron. Let us know what you think of the segment, and we will see you guys soon. Welcome to the latest episode of the Big Shiny Podcast. <laughs> I am your host Tyson, and joining me this week is Nick. Yo, I'm dropping that beat. I got beats. And our guest Cassidy. That's that's enough. I'm not really good at dropping. I like that. That was good. Oh, it was good. It was a good beat. That one was. That was not as good. I'll never beat. It wasn't bad. I'm just saying. It wasn't but as good. We're not you saying to me. <laughs> we're not saying your beatboxing skills are lacking. We're just saying that beatboxing shouldn't be done. I'm half step black. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week we are talking about video games. 
Tom, this is this is you, man. This is uh, what's Bug Butcher? Oh man, looks, so, apparently according to the agenda, so it looks neat. It looks neat. So I watched a trailer for it. Glowing review. So well, here's the thing about Bug Butcher. They're lucky because I was making the agenda for this while I was watching the trailer, and because uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> other screen other screen looks neat. this looks neat so here's the, it's a 2d like shooter looks a lot like alien hominid but you can only shoot vertical and oh, so you told me about this total one. fucking okay. chaos bugs coming out of the ceiling jumping and you're running back and forth dodging this shit shooting up in the air um by the time this episode comes out it'll have been out for probably two-ish weeks um, but it's on Steam. Sounds like Space Invaders on steroids. Yeah, and just like super high, like you're dodging stuff on the ground, you're shooting up in the air. The soundtrack was super epic for the trailer. Looks like a lot of fun. And I'm really into 2D platformer shooters, so. Nice. Dude, that, that one you turned me on to that was the Metroid thing, the Axiom, Axiom Verge. fucking Holy Verge, man. Shit. Yeah, and if you so guys good. haven't played, I don't know if anybody here so played um, Alien Hominid on Xbox 360. Um, it's made by... Oh, they did a bunch of web flash games, but anyway, Alien Hominid is the fucking shit. It's a. I think great... I played it over here one time before yeah. the podcast. And so those kind of games are my. Joke. It was tough. It was super tough, and this looks that tough. It nice, really fun. Um, you recently got an arcade cabinet. I oh my god, I did. Um, so I want to talk about Let's two talk two about personal it. projects. So Nick and uh, Kylie got to play the Neo Geo with me. So I bought a Neo Geo MVS. Um, I don't know a ton about arcades, so I'm still learning all of this stuff. But basically. What spawned this is I got some money for Christmas and I didn't know what to do with it. And it, I was flipping through Amazon like at 1 a.m. And it really, I dawned on me, I'm like, oh my God, I still haven't done a Raspberry Pi project, which I've wanted to do for three years. Uh, so I looked and the new Raspberry Pi had like just come out. The model is unfamiliar. <clears throat> Raspberry okay, so Pi is a, just, it's a board. It's I've a, got one in my bag. Hold yeah, on. I have one in my bag too. It's a self-contained computer and it's low, low power computing. Uh, well... Not low power, but it's very small. It's the size of a it, credit card. 2.5 amp. 2.5 amp USB. power. Runs off of a USB. It'll run off of a phone charger. It has Ethernet, USB, a quad. The new, so Nix has a Careful. dual core. The new one, the Raspberry Pi 2, for $38, you get a quad core processor, a gig of RAM, Ethernet, USB. Mine's older. Mine's the yeah. Raspberry. The, so Tom's is the Raspberry Pi 2 Model B. If it's yeah, brand new, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. And mine's the Raspberry Pi B plus, right? B plus, which is the original. So you buy this board. All you get is a circuit board. It's thirty eight bucks, and then you can just do whatever. You can, and it runs off micro SD cards. Um, and so I bought that. I bought a little plastic enclosure. I bought a third, a couple SD cards. I bought a Wi Fi adapter, and. Um, you, it like Amazon has the so people buy. This you need with. to install something on it. You need to install yeah. some kind of software on that SD card. So it it's like buying a brand system. new computer. So, but then you go to the Raspberry Pi website and they have like Linux operating systems and all this stuff. But my whole thing was like, I want to build an emulation station. So they have a pack, a project called RetroPie, and you dump this operating system on it, and it turns your your Raspberry Pi into a full functioning emulator, and it has every emulator you can think of. So MAME for arcade, Genesis, Dreamcast, DOSBox, Super Holy Nintendo, shit. Nintendo, Turbo so, Graphics, PlayStation. How much does one of these what, Raspberry Pis? What I just handed you, that had every NES and SNES game. No, they cost 38. about thirty eight dollars, yeah. and then Jesus. you need a case. <laughs> I spent, and an SD card, so, which is like eleven dollars for yeah. thirty-two gigs. So I spent, I bought three SD cards because I wanted to have one with Linux, so I could like web surf and shit and do Skype on it. I bought 
a 16 gig, a 16 gig, a 32 gig, and an 8 gig. The 8 gig is running Linux. The 16 gig, I was going to do SteamOS, which won't work, unfortunately. And then the 32 gig is my emulator. So, I mean, if you spend probably 70 bucks, you could do this project, and it's really easy. I lucked out. I got mine for free. Yeah, and, and then we did it at work. Tom, Tom set me up yesterday. Like, yeah. it's funny because I know Tom knows programming shit. Like, watching him run through a terminal and doing all these commands, I'm just like, God, God damn. I spent some time. And then it was, it was safe. And then the end result was getting yeah. his ass beat at NBA Jam. I lost by one <laughs> fucking point. It was 63 to 62. Well, and he, he went, was on fire. He, he, he was the only one that got on fire that match. But yeah, we just tucked um, it up to my monitor at work. Just beep. And then so, we have a guy at work who, we have a 3D printer for our team, and he's going to make us little cases little for it NES that cases. look like NES. Nice. They look like the yeah. original console. Nice. But the thing is tiny. It's So I took it with me when we traveled for work. I threw it in my bag. I had that. A USB Super Nintendo controller and a phone charger, and you, it has, and I just plug it right into the TV at the hotel. When, played some Super via NES. HDMI. Yep. Yep. When we powered it at work, it just I plugged it into my uh, I have a USB. 3.0 hub, and it runs off of so that. So, is yeah. this what your arcade cabinet's running on? No. So oh, that's okay. so I was like, okay, now that I have this, I want to turn this into an arcade cab. I want to fucking do this. Like, I'm gonna get a cab. I'm gonna put a joystick in. So I put a thing on Facebook, like, hey, I'm looking for an arcade cabinet. If anybody has any shells in mind, let me know. A guy I play some fighting games with, Yuri. Sent me a message that, dude, I've got an MVS cab. I'll give you 100 bucks. Works. So I went and bought it. And then looking online for 90 bucks, you can get it's a 161 in one cartridge. So it's the original cartridge that you used to have to buy for MVS when you had an arcade, but they've modded it to have 161 Neo Geo games. So I bought that, popped it in. So I've got all the King of Fighters, all the Metal Slugs. Yeah, King um, of Fighters. Yeah, King dude, of Fighters, Metal oh, Slug, Before Capcom you got versus here, SNK, yeah. Super Dodgeball. Oh, I love fucking Super, Super Dodgeball. Fucking, we played Super Dodgeball and Capcom. Right before you guys got here, Kylie kicked my ass at uh, SNK versus Capcom, and then yeah. we were playing Super Dodgeball, trying to figure out the moves and stuff. It, so like, so I got that, and that's it, that's been really really fun. Like, to kind of, I, I I go hang out in my basement sometimes and just play for a little while. Where, where is it? It's just when you go upstairs, it's straight behind the beer pong table, right up against the wall. Oh, okay. There. But yeah, so it was super cool. Like, I mean, 180 bucks essentially, and I ended up with all the shit, and I'm. It's a deal. It's a hell of a deal. And that's why I jumped on it. Like, when he told me he'd let it go for $100, I literally, like, texted him and was like, I'll be there in an hour. Like, not even a question. Let me find a truck. I really want an arcade the cabinet. O- the only thing that sucks is it weighs a fuck ton. Like, a CRT TV weighs so goddamn much. It's got so much goddamn weight on its, it's shoulders. It's got so much goddamn <laughs> weight on its shoulders. It just, just wants to live its motherfucking life. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so it's super cool. It's been a lot of fun. Um... It's got the double dragon fighting game on there, which is so terrible and yet so fun. Um, yeah, it's real bad. Uh, Rage of Dragons, so many good games. So let's go from the past to the future. Oculus. Oculus. Not just that. Like, oh, fuck. So before we go, because it's got to build up. Yeah. So um, Tom and I have a coworker. I don't. Yeah, I think he's, he's, a he's on the business he's in, development he's in team. Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah, he lives in Seattle. Business development team. He shows up. A while ago, and he starts. We tell him about some video games, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like I used to hang out with like Neil Stevenson, who like kind of like he wrote Oculus. Uh, well, no, something. he uh, he wrote Necro- Necrocom- Necronomicon, that's not right. Necrocomicon. Necro. That's oh a God. whole weird different game Comic-Con. idea. Necrocomicon. You're at Comic Con, shit starts going down. <laughs> um, but uh, and just like a cyberpunk writer, and then um, he brought a VR gear. Which, Samsung Gear so it's VR, a Samsung yeah. um, headset, and you put your 
do you have to use a Samsung Galaxy S6? It has to be a S6? Samsung phone. Uh, I think an S5 will do it as well, but so, it's yeah, got to be an S5 or an S4 you put your S6 in it, and then it runs the, the 3D thing. So we played a game. I did a, the pass-through, so you basically used, you put this fucking thing on your face, and then you use the camera on the phone to see around you. And it immediately made me sick. Yeah, like I was knocking over monitors, like stumbling <laughs> through the office. It was great. I but, played the, I did the, so you just like put different games or watch different videos on it that are in 3D. And um, there's like a Disney one. You watch an old goofy like thing, but you can look around. Whoa. Mike discipline. You look around like left to right and you're looking around the room that the movie's filmed in. And I did one where you're underwater and you look around and you like I could walk around the office and all of a sudden like I'd look to the right and there'd be a shark swimming towards me and it's like it's reference based on it's pretty fun to fuck around with. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Now I mean for a hundred bucks it's not like super immersive. Tonight we were messing with the Google goggles, the cardboard. And same thing, it was super fun, like the way it was messing with my mind. Like we did, we watched the three sixty YouTube video where you're riding a griffin for Warcraft. Uh there was that neuron game you had me play. Um, but that's kind of like the start of it, right? Right. So then as we're talking to this guy, we get a bug up our ass that we want to go to the void. And I can't remember how Cassidy and I started talking about it. Was it when I put a post in there about getting press access or maybe you just somehow Cassidy I think and I Cass mentioned it like right before Cooper yeah. showed up to work and yeah. started talking about it. So, so I saw a video for the void. I saw their, their, uh, press video, right Their their concept video. And, uh, immediately was like, holy shit, what is this? Like the future, yeah. So I sent an email to them, like, can I come check this out? I want to do an interview or, or something. They said that they weren't doing interviews anymore, but they invited me to come do a demo. That's what it was, yeah. So I went down to Linden, where they have their facility, and I, I went and did their demo. And they have two programs that they're doing and one of them is sort of a future uh like an alien facility and one of them is uh like an ancient uh temple and that's the one that i got to do and you you open up and you you have this ancient temple and you you uh you walk in and there's this there's walls and there's this sort of uh, my did you actually temple. have a torch or did you hold a thing for a torch? Or yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. There's a torch and and there's this big uh, sort of stone skull and there, there's fire and you feel the heat on it and it's it's fucking incredible. Yeah, and so we did it. So then a few weeks later, because um, we, we were trying to buy tickets, but you can only buy them two at a time right now. And we were trying to like take like our whole team, and we were like fuck. And finally, I just got frustrated and like fuck this. So, cast messages me like, dude, I got two tickets. You want to go? So I went out there and I did the space adventure, and I was pretty skeptical. Like, I'm kind of a skeptic, kind of a dick, and I'm like, this might be cool, it might not. Cast was really into it. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. And so we we're we're sitting out there and we're talking to the engineer, and he's telling me about the hardware, and like. You're, there's a full gaming rig mounted to your back, like a full gaming PC. You're using right now. They're using Oculus Rift uh, Kickstarter headsets. Coming out when they go full launch, you're gonna be wearing like a five thousand dollar gaming rig on you. A full gaming PC. They're building their own proprietary headsets. They're based on like Oculus and Vive and all this stuff. But the PC you're gonna be carrying is like a three to five thousand dollar gaming PC, like sixty four gigs of RAM, dual video card, quad core processor, like, and all this motherfucker does is run four K video VR. So. I take my buddy Nate, who you know Nate Casper. He's he's a gamer. He's kind of a geek, but he's like 
he's also kind of a redneck. Like he works in steel and he's not, he's not like always doing this stuff. So we go and they hand us these guns. We put our suits on and that case step through the portal and they kick us, they kick on the experience and suddenly we're in this alien spaceship and there's goo all over the walls and it looks a little hokey, but my brain is like, fuck, I am in this hokey looking spaceship and there's spider webs hitting my face what the fuck? And I go around a corner and all these spiders are running at us and Nate's trying to fucking stomp on them and kill them and I'm shooting them and we're fighting them and then you go around a corner and there's a door opening and there's a cliff and a steel grate and this is all I ever tell people about because it's what hit me the hardest. You look out and you can see for miles because you're on a fucking cliff and there's shit flying by and you feel the wind and you're like, I have to step it onto this grate, don't I? And my stomach like flipped. Oh, that's crazy. So my brain was 100% fucking convinced, even though the graphics were not, like, amazing, that I was going to have to step over this threshold onto this grate. And it was, like, unnerving to do it. And then ships are flying, and I'm shooting the ships off the grate, and the wind's hitting my face. And it was just neat. And then this, we got through it really fast. Did you want to go again? I'm like, fuck yeah, suit us up. So we go the second time, and this time, you know, I've got my courage because I'm used to the grate. So I step out, and I'm like, I need to know what this grate is. And I reach my hand out. And I hit a wall. And I'm like, motherfuckers, I'm staring at a wall right now. Shit you not. But my brain, again, so like as a proof of concept, I was I was 100% sold on VR at that point. And they're talking about doing like like a dollar a minute type situation with 30 bucks for 30 minutes. You book a time, you go through an experience, and you're done. Um, and I mean, they're, they're, they were hinting at like all kinds of licensed IP and creative IP. Just fucking, it was... So fucking cool. Like, you're in a 20 by 20 room walking around in circles, and you're convinced that you have walked through an alien spacecraft and shot shit. That's crazy. It's crazy. I want to go try that. It's worth it. Worth the 10 bucks. And where is it at? It's in a Linden right now in a warehouse. Like, buy like a bunch of manufacturing shit. Maybe I'll take the wife but for a date night. They're building a new one in Lehigh somewhere, like a huge thing that'll have like six or six or eight pods. And you should email me the info. Okay, I'll look it up. It's on like the void.com, but I'll see if I can find it. But it was it was amazing. Anyway, Cassidy, you have a thing. Yeah, they, so their goal is to open summer of this year, which I think is a little aggressive. It's a it's it's uh yeah and, it's and I feel that way because the day we went, the one downside was that. We, we had to wait an hour and a half to go because their system kept crashing. <laughs> but it was beta, so whatever. Yes. Right. So when I went, they, they had some problems as well. Uh, I only had to wait about 15 minutes for them, for them to fix some stuff. But uh, So they set it up, and I went through my experience. It took about 20 minutes. I went through the temple. Uh, it, there, there was no sort of a there was there was no shooting there was no right. none of that, but it was this sort of uh, interactive experience where I, I explorative right yeah yeah I'm exploring this temple, and uh, you see a torch on the wall and you you reach out to it and you feel it, and it's there it's a real thing you can pick up, and uh, you can light up different areas and. I walk out to this area and and it's a this open waterfall, and I I touch a a lift, and I reach up and it it lifts me up and I can feel it lifting me up, and 
and you don't actually go up. You just you, no, no. You're your not, brain feels the not, wind and sees it. You're not it. actually moving anywhere. Yeah, but you can feel it. You know the ground's vibrating and the sound and the visuals, and you feel like you're lifting off the ground, but you know that you're not really going anywhere. But it's so comprehensive. It it it, it tricks your brain in a way that you can't you can you can't tell yourself that it's not real and, and and describing it you almost feel stupid because you're trying to explain an experience that you have to do have to go there you have to feel it so, or else you can't you can't understand it you know it's, yeah it's and, and so leaving that um i want to move into oculus if we can so after that i was like i'm buying an oculus rift i'm buying a vive i'm gonna remodel my house i'm putting up walls <laughs> this is what we're doing i'm gonna live in another reality right and so I, you know, and Oculus was saying, you know, we're targeting three to 350, 400 bucks. And I'm like, okay, if it's at that price, I'm going to have to make a damn good case to myself not to buy it. I really am. Cause God damn, that sounds amazing. So hold the, so it was supposed to be around three to 400. Now not taking it into account. That's just the device. You have to have a gaming PC to complement it. So, cause all the Oculus Rift is, is some, a little bit of processing, two 4k displays that mirrors it all together and some cables and some software, and then you have to have a gaming PC that can push this to you. Um, so pre-order day comes. I'm at work. I'm talking to all the gamers at work. We're all excited. Page crashes, 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 loads, 600 bucks. Oh. And, like, my heart just hit the floor. It's like, God damn. And, and, and again, like, um, the guys that do Oculus have come out and literally said, like, we're not making a profit. This is cost. Because they're putting two 4K TVs in there, essentially. Have you right. used one? I haven't used... Uh, yes, I have used Oculus. I used a beta one in Oslo last year. I couldn't yeah. use it because it was all... Yeah. So you know how when we put on this fucking cardboard one, yeah. you had to, like, focus the... I didn't. I wasn't able to do that. Oh, shit. So I played a game for about 30 seconds and ripped that off. And You're like, I can't do this. No, it made me and really sick. So I was listening to another podcast, um, Cheap Ass Gamer, really smart guys, and they were talking about it, and he made a great point. He has literally, aside from RAM, a top-of-the-line gaming PC. He cannot run a game right now in 4K at max resolution. He can't do it. And he's got the t- cock-of-the-walk machine. Because it takes a shitload of horsepower. So then he made the point. He's like, so you go buy an Oculus, which I'm going to. Or I'm not, but he is. He's like, and then you plug it into my gaming machine. And you have to be able to run it at 90 frames a second at 4K. Can your PC do it? Because mine barely can. Or if it even can. My, I know my personal one right now that I've spent money on can't do it. And so he then made the point. The barrier to entry for this right now is super high. Like, we're talking, so you buy a $600 headset, and then you build a $3,000 PC, like we were saying, at the void, so that you can do this. So do you think this is uh, perhaps something that's going to enter the market as, you know, back in, well, even before this, but for me, back in the 90s, when you would go to an arcade Mm -hmm. to, you know, play some of the games that, like, you didn't own, right? Or, you know, some of the ones that took a little bit more processing power, I wonder if like these VR uh, yeah, these video games. game experiences are going to pop up kind of like arcade, like yep. the, the new version of the, the arcade place, the, the arcade that you go to yep. to and play. So they had these when I was a kid. You guys were not even around, I'm sure. But there was one downtown, and it was ridiculously expensive. It was like 35 bucks a person for 20 minutes. Right. And it's nothing like the way you guys are describing this. 
Nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, I honest to God, after seeing this, believe you and Aaron, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to use her name or not, but you you and Aaron, you'll be like, hey, you know what we should do tonight? Let's go to dinner. Let's go to a, let's go to a void show. No, I, I want to take Tiff there. Yeah, I think it's going to be sick. I think she'd and, dig it. But your point is exactly what I'm, I'm thinking is, like, this is not yet a home appliance. It's not. And I want it to be real bad. But right. It sounds to me, I mean, not. you're looking I mean, at yeah. four or five grand to, to yeah. get something up and to running. build the rig behind it to run well enough, yeah, like is, the video cards and everything that you're going to need. Like my hardware, and my hardware is not amazing, but it's not bad. I run The Witcher, and I run The Witcher really well. I don't run it in 4K, but I run it well. I cannot hang with Oculus. And like most PCs are, a lot of PCs are failing the Oculus test. So anyway, that's it. We just I just want you guys to know that VR is the fucking future. What's next on the goddamn agenda? King's Quest 2. Yes. So, Odd Gentleman. They... If, you, if you're an old school gamer, played PC games, King's Quest, right? One through seven, epic, point and click adventure. So the odd gentleman got to do it. Uh, Sierra and Activision gave them the permission to do it. So they made an episodic game. They've released the first two episodes. They're really fun. Episode two, not as good as episode one. But it's also because you're stuck in like this repetitive circulatory environment. You're kidnapped by goblins and you're trying to get out. And it's kind of like a day system. So like you do as much as you can and then you go sleep. And then go do as much as you can again, and you're trying to repeat that. Um, but it's really dark. It really fucks with you. Um, it's 40 bucks for the whole thing, which is the one thing I'm not sure I'm sold on yet. Like, the episodic Walking Dead games are 25 right? Telltale Sweet Spots, like, is, I think it's about 25 30 bucks for those games. They're charging 40 for this. And uh, where can you get it? Um, everything. Xbox One, PC, PlayStation 3, 4. Awesome game. If you're a King's Quest fan, you should hit it up. Um, again, the only thing I have qualms with is the price. I think episode three is going to make or break whether the price is worth it, but so far I'm loving it. For that price, I want them to include the originals. Yeah, exactly. And if you like puns, this game is a goddamn pun factory. And like the whole thing, the whole premise is you're an old king. He's telling his daughter a story or his granddaughter and his grandson a story about him becoming a knight in Daventry. And so he's telling the story, so he's always inserting himself. And the best part about it is the mechanic. And the way the mechanics are working is you'll make a decision in the game, and that decision will teach your granddaughter or grandson like a lesson about how to handle things. And then you'll go play as them for a minute, and they'll handle it the way you did. So instead of maybe being ferocious and fiery and killing the monster, like there's one thing where this rat scares her, and you have to decide, do you kill the dragon? Do you let it go? What do you do? I let it go. Rat scares her. She traps it. And then she lets it go because her grandfather taught her that she let it. So it's really cool that the decisions are actually affecting another person to do things versus affecting like your character. So it's really, it's touching. It's nice. getting to my sentimental old heart. No, oh, all right. Um, and finally, let's talk about Pocket Mortys. Tiny uh, Rick. Tiny Rick. Tiny Rick. <laughs> Tiny Rick's the best. Oh, man. Ah, um, so the uh, uh, Adult Swim. Uh, Adult Swim released a uh, an app for yep. I know uh, iOS and Android. Android. And shout outs to uh, for them giving me a early access just by me offering them cookies and positive tweets. So yeah, thanks Adult Swim Games. Nice. Um, it's a uh, Pokemon essentially. It's, it's Pokemon. Yeah, it's Pokemon with uh, Rick and Morty. Essentially, you are yeah, <laughs> you are. Uh, uh, Rick and you collect Mortys from different dimensions that are getting separated from their Ricks. Yeah, that are at separated an alarming from their rate. Mix. Yes, and uh, essentially, it's a Pokemon game. You collect uh, Mortys and you battle them, and you evolve, and them. you evolve them, and then you battle the uh, the Council of Ricks. 
Um, dick bags. So how are you guys liking it? Dude. Love it. I haven't played it as much as Tom, but I love it. It's, I mean, it's literally just Pokemon, but with rock, paper, scissors, Mortys yeah. instead of and, little and, pocket monsters. And the rock, paper, scissors, Morty is my favorite thing because, like, rock, paper, scissors is a gaming thing, right? Like, well, this game has, like, a rock, paper, scissors element to it. And Adult Swim Games is like, yeah, fuck it. There's scissor type, rock type, paper type. Yep. Easy. Yep. And the only not any of those is your Morty who has to stay in your party. I tried to put him in the daycare because he just wasn't cutting it. And yeah, I can't. I, I tried to do the same thing. Gotta drag him with me. Um, I, I really dig it. I know you've been playing it. You've been playing it. You're playing a little I'm bit. You just started. I'm going to go home tonight, and I'm sure that's what I'm going to go ham. until I pass out. Um, I mean, where do we start? I know you're not really loving it because do you no, want to start there? I'm, I, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, I think because uh, I've talked to both uh, you, Tom, and, and Nick a little bit about it. it. It's a lot of fun. Like, I'm playing it. I'm still playing it. I think my biggest gripe of it, with it now that I've had time to think about it is really just like the lack of variety in the animation. Like that's my biggest thing. My gripe about it is because you essentially you have, um, attacks, you have like defense buffs, which and, you never use. I never use. Yeah. And, and then you have like uh, attack buffs kind of like where you can reduce their attack or defense. Right. And it's always the same animation, no matter what kind of more you have yeah. out there. And I think for me, like, uh, visually it's not yeah it, it's not super uh i, I don't it's know not to, super interesting all no. the it's all the levels super, are the same they yep. just have a different texture yeah. on it like, yeah. and even like then literally you start hitting repetitive textures. Well, literally like you go into a dimension and it's the same dimension as last time but pink instead yeah. of green yeah. well and that's the thing with like adult swim games though, is they do that like especially the rick and morty games and i'm not justifying it because you're 100 percent right it's just that like like the last Rick and Morty game was called like Rick and Morty's horribly made franchise Which shooter. I just uh, yeah. played two days ago, and it's it was I, fun. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, but, but I mean, the whole premise of that game is they rushed out a licensed IP like side scroller yeah. shooter based on Rick and Morty, and that's their whole thing. But you're right. I mean, it's the animations. But if you played the early Pokemon games. Oh, I the I know same. Which yeah. to me is fine because I went through. I put three hundred plus hours into the Pokemon games when they come out. So for Jeez. me, like to put in. I'll probably put in 60 into pocket mortars because you got to get all 82. It's totally unabashed, too. Like, yeah. when you run into you run into a couple <laughs> Ricks, and one one's hopeful Rick, and he says, I'm going to be the best there ever was. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then you run into another Rick that looks exactly like Ash. Like, it's yeah. completely ridiculous. It, it's very self-referential, and, it, and it's a funny and fun game to play. Like I said, though, like, so much of it is based on, like, you need you need to battle yeah. your Mortys. Yep. And I just get tired of seeing either the yellow streak go across your opponent or you buff with the blue light yeah. or you 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 debuff them somehow with the purple bubbles. Yeah. And it's it just gets, for me, visually repetitive. Yeah. Even I the, think even what the sound glitch are with. super, like, there's only like six of them. Yeah, and so for mm-hmm. me, uh, that's just the part I'm struggling with. I, I love it because I love Rick and Morty yep. and I need to quench that thirst any way I can. God, right. But just playing it, uh, there's the part of me that wants to collect all the Mortys. But there's also the part of me that's like, I, you know, I'm sitting there playing it and after, you know, playing it for five or 10 minutes and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bored. So to counter that, what I do love and uh, Cassidy has been a big proponent in this and so does Nick at work is like going through it and you get to a point where like, like, so the evolution, I hadn't combined Mortys yet. And you're like, oh yeah, I combined two Shadow Mortys or something. No, you do the two, uh, the two Scruffy Mortys. And got unkempt Morty. Yeah, I uh, I combined two Scruffy Mortys and I got unkempt Morty, and then I also combined uh, two Mustache Mortys 
and got beard morty. Is that how you get beard morty? Because I yeah. caught a beard morty. And what's cool is it it takes you know two lower mortys at lower levels and you combine them and you get a higher level yep. morty. When I so so after you told me that I'm like oh well fuck I immediately went out and I caught another cat morty and combined him, and I got double cat Morty, which is super unimaginative, and I was still laughing because he's just sitting there holding two cats. Yeah, well, and that's um, the thing. like the, yeah. the, the animation, the visuals from like yeah. just looking at it, uh, and, point of view, and, and like all the Mortys are great. Like, I love all that. I just wish, and like, I'm not asking for much, but like, you know, if an attack it's is like, free, God damn yeah, it. yeah. If, if an attack like is described something different, I like to just see a little bit of variety well, in the animation there, but it, and I know it sounds nitpicky, but no, you're, visually when it's an app, like that's, what's going to kind of keep me hooked. So here's where I think they have an opportunity to grow. So a couple good things. Um, first of all, I love their ad thing. They're a bash at ad thing. If you want to get schmeckles, you can just watch an ad. <laughs> Yeah. And it's and you just just keep doing it. You get thirty schmeckles a shot, and the the whole that whole frame is amazing. Anyway, um, there's a lot of so I think the crafting system has room. And I kind of cheated tonight, and I went and looked at all the crafting. And there's you can craft a Roy. You can craft Roy the game, which then makes me hope that they can start expanding the crafting system and craft more stuff. And I'm actually really excited. I'm hoping I haven't got there, but I really am hoping that when you finish beating the Council of Ricks and you get your portal gun back that like the game changes like it opens up or maybe there's a patch later that you can start using your portal gun to warp around well they've always got room to to open it up because there's 82 mortys right now and i only have 20 of them yeah and there's you know there's so many more even outside of the television show different types of mortys that they could just introduce in game yeah i mean it's it's endless yeah um how much adult swim supports it and continues to release updates uh, you know who knows right now it's number one in the app store yep yeah, and I, I, and honestly, like, I hope they're making a killing on it because while it's not really a gri- an original IP and it's definitely got its flaws, it's probably the best free game I've played in two years. And I, and I actually appreciate the rock paper scissors setup because it makes it's, it. Pokemon can get pretty confusing yeah, sometimes, well, especially when you start thinking fairy type and drag. And this yeah. is literally the most basic of. Yeah, basics. it's like oh, this uh, this other trainer threw out a, a rock type, so I'm going to throw out a paper type. Yep. So, you know, I, I appreciate the simplicity, the way they kind of dumbed down the Pokemon system yep. a little bit. Um, but like I said, I I'm enjoying it. I'm playing it, you know, a little bit every day. Um, the dialogue is the fun. dialogue, you know, kind of quenches that Rick and Morty thirst, even though they're mostly just sound clips from. No, not even now. I'm saying just the stuff the people in the world say to you. Like if you oh, just go talk, yeah. it's fucked up. It's great. I'm going to take you to my dark place, Rick. You wouldn't like my dark place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, join us next week. Uh, it's just kind of like some random talk or something like that. Just what have we been up to? And we'll also have a little bit of an explanation of our new format. So uh, maybe we should f- release that episode first. Maybe. I was kind of thinking about that. But anyway, thank you for listening. Join us next week or don't. We'll catch you next week either with a continuation of this recording session or the next. I don't know. Tyson's wearing Rainbow Dash headphones. Word. Thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94th East, 7200 South in Midville, Utah. And you can find them online at bohemianbrewery.com. We're also brought to you by superherostuff.com and secretcompassonline.com. And be sure to check out bigshinyrobot.com and visit our, our podcast page for some more great podcasts in the Big Shiny Robot podcast family.